Welcome to Real Talk with Chris and Ross, a podcast designed for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers. We do focus, though, heavily a lot on real estate, obviously, because Ross and I are in the real estate industry over 30 years together combined. But we like to bring a lot of hot topics and up-to-date content for you right to your front door. So buckle up, book your seats up, and we're going to bring some hot fire to you right now. Awesome. That intro gets me now every time. It every does, time. right? It does. <laughs> Welcome my co-host, Ross Rossin III from Michigan. What's up, brother? How are you? You know, man, I'm doing great. Really excited to have our special guest on today, Miss Bridget in the house. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, A little guys. bit of Wisconsin cheese in the house, I should yeah, say. Hey. And definitely don't talk about Green Bay Packers because she'll probably shoot you <laughs> in the forehead. So she's a Green Bay Packer fan through and through. But we love you. Uh, we do appreciate your guest speaker today, Bridget Romo. And to give you a backstory, just real quick, Bridget, I met Bridget in Puerto Rico at a funnel freedom program by wow. uh, Kinder Reese programs. We learned a lot. And I was kind of actually kind of blown away because I didn't know a lot of stuff. She was like fit right in. She is a digital marketer, social media queen. She knows how to lay it down and really, uh, <laughs> really pile into the social media site. So we're excited to have you. Thank you, Bridget. And it was okay. last minute too, FYI, for those listening out there. That's she, right kind of pulled in like a road dog for us and hooked us up. So thank you again. Appreciate the time. Heck yeah. Very thankful for that too, Bridget. Cause we were sitting there like, what are, what are, what's our main topic today? And we're like, you know what? We need to get a guest on and you just came right through. So you're the MVP today. You are MVP of all things. So I appreciate you. Um, awesome. So we get a chance here, uh, Bridget, if you can and we is she freeze there. She froze. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Awesome. There we go. Kind of give us I, uh, some. Froze and then I I'm back. Are you guys back? Yep, we're back. There we go. Uh, do us a favor. Kind of give us some background yeah. if you could. Give us a little storyline on you. Yeah. Um, let the stage for everybody in there listening out there in the podcast sure. world of who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, first off, this is my first time wearing a hat on a podcast, much less backwards, but I felt compelled. Maybe it's the influence going on up here, but um, my name's Bridget Romo. I am from the Midwest. We already covered good part of that but my entrepreneur entrepreneur journey probably began when I was young growing up actually here in Wisconsin I was homeschooled my whole school career grew up in a, a very religious family um nine kids total so there was always some chaos ensuing and there still is but it's a lot more fun as adults um but yeah I just grew up in a really kind of a, a homeward work ethic and some of those good old country moral morals and values were instilled in us and I kind of knew at an early age, and if you just tying in, like spring is my absolute favorite um, season here. And being back in Wisconsin, it's the beginning of May, and it's absolutely beautiful. And summers here, here are so short. And I remember as soon as I got my first job and I had to work through a summer in Wisconsin, I was like, geez, this blows. Like, everyone's outside, the sun is shining, and I'm here behind a desk. And I re always hated that feeling. And when I grew up and I had my first corporate jobs, all of my PTO I would use on Fridays in the summer just so I could go out and have lumber weekends. So I knew nine to five was not for me, but got married young, had a son, and I'll try to kind of zip through this, but it's kind of important backstory to where I am now and how I apply this work ethic today. But I got married in my early 20s, um, lived on a dirt road here in Wisconsin, and um, we had a, a son, Young, who's Christian. He's now 13. 
and we're kind of everything is, is how I thought life should be. I had my marriage, I had my job, I had my son. Um, I started working out and doing a little bit of fitness in, in this ship pole shed gym with the neighbors. Like it was like life was good. Um, and then we got pregnant with our second child um, and she ended up being stillborn. And that at that point kind of just threw my whole life into sort of a derail. Whereas I had, was going to have my boy, my girl, like two years apart. I just had all these like, okay, life is just how I want it. And then to have it kind of pulled out from under me was pretty hard because now I'm on a maternity leave with nothing, nothing to do. And it was just a very depressing time in my life. And I, I saw my son playing on the floor one day and I was just like, I can't stay in this place forever. Like I need to get up. I need to get back to feeling my, myself. I also wasn't eating. I was just kind of just throwing everything off. I wasn't working out. It was like the middle of winter at that point. And so I did what every normal person in that depression state would do. And I signed up for a fitness competition, which is not normal at all. And nobody ever does that. So, but I knew I needed to have something else to focus on. And one of my friends was doing it. So I was like, I'm oh, sure I'll sign up. I knew two things. It would make me work out and it would make me eat. And that's what I needed to do. But I had no idea how to train. I had no idea how to work out legs. I didn't even know you were supposed to. So I was doing like this little phone app where you just work out off the phone. And then finally somebody was like, um, you should probably hire a coach. So I hired a coach and that lady got me from not knowing how to work out to walking across the stage in a bikini, no less. Um, and within, you know, however many months I, I was training, probably five, six months. But I'll never forget walking across the stage for the first time and being around all these powerful, confident, strong women, both physically and mentally, and just feeling suddenly so empowered. And I was like, wow, like, it was such a reflective moment for me because I was like, okay, I, I hired a coach, I trusted the process, I made sacrifices, I got up early, went and did my 5am workouts before my son and had woke up before I had to go to work, I meal prepped, I did all of these things and followed all of these steps. And I ended up placing like in the top five. So I was like, this is pretty cool. Like it was just kind of an eye opening experience. I was like, okay, so it was kind of like one plus one equals two. I'm like, okay, if I follow the steps, I do the work, I can get what I work for. So it kind of opened up this whole drive in me and I went on to compete a few more times. But then I was like, okay, well, now I'm not happy making just barely $30,000 a year and being told we can't go on vacations or we can't go out to eat and like nobody else is doing anything about it so I'm going to do something about it and so I also hate winters I think we said that a little bit earlier when we were chatting about the midwest I do not like to be cold it's probably 80 degrees now and I still have a, a hooded sweatshirt on I'm just weird like that but um I I convinced my Vanessa said to the time husband I'm like I want to move to Texas like Texas is like the midwest they're laid back it's warm let's go and he was just like he didn't want to so he gave me ultimatums he's like you got to come up with a job that makes $60,000 a year, you got to get $5,000 to move. You got to get our house rented out. And mind you, I just walked across the stage in a bikini. So I was like, all right, let's do this. So you can't really tell me no at this point because I'm going to figure it out. So I stood down to Houston two times. And at the time, I, this is so people don't fly and move executive assistants across the country, right? Like they're a dime a dozen. You can get them anywhere. And so I was able to nail a project coordinator position and I came back the second time with the job for $60,000, completely my $60,000 to move. I got a renter for the house and I came back and I slid the job offer across the table at dinner and I was like, you have to 
We got divorced within a year of us moving, but he followed through. So we did move. Um, and we came to Texas and I, that's kind of began the quest for this entrepreneur life. So I had my jobs. I didn't really like them and I kind of job hopped for a while, which I didn't appreciate because I was kind of like a steady state person. But while I was in the fitness industry, so I was started connecting, I became a connector and I started connecting fitness models with photographers. Like they needed each other and I knew a bunch of both of them. So I started helping them connect and build um, their portfolios for modeling gigs and things like that. And finally, one lady was like, I need you to run my social media. She was an older lady. And I was like, well, I don't do social media. I just connect people. And she's like, no, but I like how you run your social media. You really position yourself well. You understand branding. She goes, run my social media for me. I was like, well, I, she's like, I'll pay you. So I was like, well, how much? So then we had the conversation and she was to this day, one of my most challenging clients. So why I stayed with this, I have no idea, but she taught me so many lessons right off the bat that were, were, were great, but she worked together right on behalf of somebody else. And then from there, it just became this referral process and people just started to refer to me all the time for probably three or four years. I did it as a side hustle, and then four years ago, I got the, the corporate America corporate rug pink flip thing handed to me, and I was like, all right, I'm giving this gets my all, and I've been um, full-time now. I have a team of seven people that work for me, and been, uh, I would say, you know, butterflies and roses ever since, but it's still really difficult, but I love it, and I get to be outside in the summer in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That That's is my point. What a great story. I didn't realize even all that even when I first met you in Puerto Rico and all yeah. this, this layers here, um, which man, just, yeah. there's always layers, right? Onions, you gotta pull back and find somebody's yeah. true core of who they are. But man, there's a lot of internal fights that we have of getting yeah. to a destination. We talk about that on this podcast weekly, right? All the time. Yep. Yeah. Like literally all of the challenges that we run across, the, the doors we get some on our face, the walls we hit against the wall and the nose, the nose, the nose, yet yeah. you found a way. Um, so yeah. I love your story about that. Like you literally went out and made it happen. Like shit, yeah. like screw that. And, and then, I think I think that's so such a big part of even in real estate, like any entrepreneur, you're always going to be running up against closed doors. I'm kind of transitioning right now. So I'm kind of learning how to open new doors. Mm -hmm. So you're always in this place. And I think that's where, all of that backstory and all of that back experience that you you get like you can't skip to successful mm, no. <laughs> like you have to go through all these challenges and you have to learn how to work through these things so that you can get to the point of being successful and then guess what when you get to successful there's another level and then you got to go through it all again yeah mm -hmm. for sure for sure no that's definitely true you know and hearing your story too you're such a solutionary person right like you you look at something and you don't just walk away from it because it doesn't look obtainable you really yeah. create the solution for it is there like a process? Cause I'm always interested in that, you know, like, yeah. is there a certain process that you go to make a decision or to kind of create the solution or is there a step that you kind of build out or, you know, do you kind of lean with a lot of your heart? Cause I know that's a thing too. You kind of, yeah. as you said, you're just piecing it together as you go. Um, I'm always fascinated about that. So yeah, if you could share with the listeners. That's a really kind of, good question. Yeah. Um, I would think there's probably a combination of things. I'm very much a pros and cons person. So I do sometimes have to like visually write down the pros and cons of a thing. I do spend a lot. I wouldn't say I spend a lot of time thinking about things. There's some things I'll make like a split decision on. be like, nope, this word, you're going to do it. We'll figure it out. I'll jump and build the parachute down. Mm -hmm. Um, then there's like bigger life decisions, like moving across the country that I know I sat on that for probably a year. 
but it stirred in me so hard. I just started telling people, I told my, my family, I told my relatives, I just told everybody, I'm like, we're moving to Texas. We're moving to Texas. I had no freaking clue how we're going to do it. I just, just started putting it out there. And it, I think sometimes the process is just, if you can't shake an idea or if it keeps coming back to you or things just start popping up that are related to it, I think you kind of have to take in all of that into consideration. Um, and you know what? Sometimes I've made decisions, expensive ones that didn't pan out. And there's there's a lesson in everything. And I try to think about it that way. In the spiritual sense, I always think, okay, the universe is work and working on my behalf. So if I decide to move forward with this decision, in my mind, if it looks like it's a failure or a success, there's still something to be learned here. So it kind of takes off the pressure of making decisions. That's good. That's yeah, good. I like that. Tough it is kind of, it's a hard pill to swallow though. Let's be honest as human yeah. beings, our nature is not to work that right. way. I know mine isn't. I'm a control freaking freak, man. Like <laughs> I want my shit figured out. And, you know what, first, though, right? and I used to be like that. And until I lost the baby to stillbirth, that was the point I let it go. And I was like, I have absolute zero control over my life. Yeah. And I think it has really made me like, I just have to do the work and trust the outcome. And I, I've had, I've, I think it's made me a more laid back and relaxed person because of it. Like I've had to learn how to just let go of control because when I, when you hold on to something and it's taken away from you anyways, mm. you're like, why am I, why am I trying to control them? Because I have no control. That's a, that's a freaking power. I just want to stop for two seconds right now yeah. and, lay, and lay in that. Yeah. Because I realize that everybody on a human level this day experiencing something of that nature mm-hmm. in any area of their life where they're just like trying to control something that maybe whatever for various reasons, yeah. one or the other. But we spend so much energy, mm-hmm. right? Where thoughts go, energy flows. Your thoughts right. are going on constantly like, God, why? Like for you, I mean, I can't even imagine, first off, that kind of scenario. Yeah. First, you know, there's a, a connection between a, a mom and a child that no person on this yeah. planet can ever experience. I'll say that first off, mm-hmm. but to have that happen to you, that's traumatic. Yeah. Um, and then for you to actually get to a point in your life, though, in a place in which you're like, I have to let go. I have to let go of, and it, it probably took months and I don't know how long, yeah. maybe years, years of years. if you yeah. like just angry mm-hmm. and frustrated of like, why me? Why yeah. my child? Why to happen? Can I tell you something that I haven't told on a podcast or anything yet, too? And, and just in the lines of learning how to let go into, <laughs> um, to think of things differently. So, Chris, you know this. You met my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, the baby that I just had, she was a surprise blessing from the Lord, we'll call it. And um, when I found out I was pregnant, um, I went to the doctor. They gave me a due date. And my due date was the day after the baby I lost birthday. I was born on October 22nd and my due date for Avia was October 23rd. So talk about having to completely just get mind blown. I was like, okay, God, what in the WTF are you doing to me at this point? So that was nine months of me battling, wanting to be in control and having to let go. And to top it off, she was born on National Infant Loss Day. So I'm like, all right. I'm just throwing oh, in the towel wow. now. Like, wow. Wow. I, I just, at that point, it was such a moment of just the whole experience was like, okay, I just have to trust God and trust that he's got this under control. Would he put me through this twice? I don't know, but here we go. <laughs> wow. So. Jeez. That's a really hard thing to swallow. Yeah, yeah it is. Holy crap. 
For sure. For sure. Especially too, right? Like that whole process, by the way, very sorry that you went through that hearing your story and how you're such an overcomer of the things that you went through and how you really have a positive perspective on the overall case. Like you, you went into it, you kind of let go of the expectations, which that's a lot of what I hear. And you just yeah. trust God in the process. Right. You know, that is such a key thing too in life, right? Like you said, like we're not all in control of every outcome. Yeah. You know, but what we can do is just trust God in the process and let go of the expectation right. sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um, but wow, what an encouraging word. I mean, that that just hit me hard. Thank you for sharing that, Bridget. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you for letting me. I, I yeah, we got deep real quick, but no, no, hey, I, that's, honestly, it's I, real I, talk. I, it's real talk. And here's the figure, man. I would say, what is the mental fortitude that you must go through for nine months? Uh, thinking, thinking that the same thing, PTSD, the yeah. same thing is going to happen again. Yeah. yeah. I've loved it. I've loved it. I haven't really gone back and watched it, but it was, it was good days and bad days. And I, I mean, even with my first pregnancy, I kind of emotionally disconnected from him. Like I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. I kept having to do that, but then fighting with, I need to love the baby inside me too. So it was, it was a real, wow. real mind fuck, mm. but it really wow. actually, I think, and just, you know, topic of faith, when I, when I lost Claire, I was like, so done with church. I didn't step in foot in a church for years. And I was like, forget this. Like, mm. I didn't understand why God would allow that to happen to me. Right. And so now coming back to this experience, I was like, oh shit, now I have to trust him again. Because if I don't trust in him, like, like, what am I, what is the point? So, yeah. wow. and she's like one of the coolest, literally the coolest thing that has ever happened to me besides Christian. So it's just, I, it, she's somebody I didn't even know I needed in my life. And she's such a blessing and brings so many people joy. Like, and that's what I see, like even just traveling and she's poking around and like playing, giving fist bumps to the guys next to me. I have to have so many more conversations with people by the way now, Yeah. <laughs> but she's, she's just a little light. And I think she was just sent here to bring joy to people and including myself. And I think that was a real big part of my healing. Um, and of course that was, you know, 10 years later that that happened. So it was, mm. it was, it was a long road. I wow. mean, 10 years. And yeah. I think I, I now can see it for, through different eyes. Mm. And I think that's why what you see now is how I'm able to have a positive perspective on it. Cause it's like this full circle moment where um, I went through all that in the beginning and, and obviously it changed the course of my life. And so it was meant to happen. Right. Mm. And, and then also in the same regard, God kind of restored that for me. God, what a story. Jeez, man. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to church today. I, like I, I love it. You know that I am not like a huge churchy person, but like, I don't think you need to be inside four walls to have a spiritual faith. And that's kind of where I'm at is with faith right now. Oh, you know, come on. We talk 100%. about that a lot too. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Dude, I come from a very tragic, traumatic religious experience as a child. Yeah. So I'm very post like, nah, but I have yeah. a faith and I believe in God. I really learned, lean, I'm leaning in right now. Yeah. currently in my life yeah uh, i love your yeah, yeah i love your management i mean we have some we story we talked a lot for we, we get it yeah. and you i love your manifesting of part of like i just learned but we're moving to texas we're moving to texas i'm moving to texas yeah. we're moving to texas i don't even think i knew what manifesting was back then i was yeah. just like just, I yeah, because I was going to yeah. say, do you re read a lot of Napoleon Hill? You know, yeah. no, like, that was my first question because that's yeah. honestly, well, and it's, it's funny because you didn't even know, like you said at the time, but yet you yeah. were, you were using the laws of success with the universe and proclaiming right. it, seeing it before it happened and everything. Right. And a lot of it, I know you shared was kind of just that desire inside of you. You knew that you couldn't settle for anything less. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think also too, um, 
the, the thing that the, they did, the fitness competitions taught me was, you know, the hiring coach. So this applies to like real estate and business now. So it's like, if you're stuck, hire somebody who's already been there. Um, you'll get there faster and much easier and have the roadmap. You got to trust the process, but it also gave me this discipline that I, I've, I had inside me. I just didn't know how to use or train it. So all of those things came in handy when I, the corporate America rug was pulled out in front of me and I was just, all right, here we go. And that company who gave me off came back and offered me a job three times. And I was just like blinders on, I I'm committed to this and I have to keep going. But there was, there's so many lessons that that faith taught me that I didn't even realize would apply to my life and to apply to business. And I, I guess it was like the beginning of my personal growth journey, but I didn't even read a book or do anything until actually I moved to Texas and somebody invited me to Tony Robbins. So I dove into (laughs) personal growth that by going to that conference, but it really, I mean, of course it's been consistent ever since then, but a big part of my life now. Heck yeah. I love it. Well, okay. I'm going to start off by saying, yeah, I'm going, I'm moving to Hawaii. I'm moving to Hawaii. I am moving to Hawaii. I'm moving to Hawaii. Next year, I'll be in Hawaii. So I'll let y'all know right now, I'll be in Hawaii next year. Hey. Yeah. That's what's up. That's Bri- what's hey, up. Hey, Bridget, we got a place to stay now once he gets yeah, there. Yeah, that's literally can... what I was about to say. We're you going to What's up? I tell you, as soon as I get something in, y'all welcome. I'm sure everybody will be coming to visit more often yeah. than not. Heck so yeah. doors are open. Oh, awesome. All right. So we got a little sidetracked. I love that though, because again, everything I, in, in life, entrepreneurial, this channel again is focused on entrepreneurism, forward thinkers, yeah. people that are business oriented. And I tell you what, we talk about it every week, Ross, you cannot have a sustainable business or a flourishing business if you can't figure out what's between your two ears. That's right. Get that under control. Um, and here we got your process, your story just started off with that. Like, wow, bam, bam, bam of mental fortitude and challenges that were thrown at you. And having faith in God and just leaning in on things. And now you're where you're at, where you're got seven people working for you. You built a business and it wasn't even your forte. I, I love that too. Like this wasn't like you went to school. Like I'm going to be some social media tech, digital market person one day. Um, you know, you went from being a, 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 a bikini bodybuilder person to like, yeah. right. Like I'm going to be in there Texas. Small town, podunk, Wisconsin girl. Like that's what I was. That's all good. But you, man, like, so there's no excuses. My point is saying that as anybody that's listening yeah. right now, if you think that your environment is an excuse for you not to succeed in life or certain elements and mm-hmm. challenges that you're facing are excuses in your life of why you can't succeed, you better think twice mm-hmm. yeah. because you just kind of prove that theory to be bullshit out the door. Like you yeah. could do anything you want to, you put your mind to it and you put your mind to anything you want to do and you made it happen. That's the difference. You made it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, let's go into this digital marketing piece. Like yeah. I knew you're a digital marketer. Let's hear about that. What does that encompass? What does it look yeah. like? What do you, what is you servicing? What do you do? And because we're obviously everybody's in social media right now. It's yeah. over, right? So, so oversaturated. Yeah. 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 Here's what I'm excited about with social media right now. When I started social media almost eight years ago, um, you could get in and you could get famous real quick. Now, obviously the situation is much different. It's a very saturated market. Everybody's there which is a good thing and a bad thing, right? Do you want everybody there? But also when you're trying to be heard, how are you going to stand out and be different from the rest? So in my seven years of doing this, I've had to kind of evolve and constantly change. And the biggest change that I'm seeing right now is everything is video. And I know, Chris, you got this down because you are doing videos all the time. But here's what I've kind of learned over the past six months too. Um, Clients will come to me, they'll sign up and then they, I will say, hey, if you send me videos, I'll edit them. Let's do videos, like push videos when I when I sign them up. But I never get videos, and um, I will get graphics and I'll get pictures and I'll put that out there because that's my job and I create content and I do the things. 
But then they'll be like, eh, my engagement's bad or my followers aren't growing. And I was, I'm being like, well, send me some videos again. Mm-hmm. And people will eventually leave because somebody else will promise them engagement or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I, they're not going to get it if they're following the same uh, content patterns. But here's what I'm, I'm doing now. I'm done working with the wishy-washy people that just want three posts a week. And here's why. If you're not posting video, you're missing out on so much of a reach, so much of positioning yourself as an expert. And I learned this actually in my own business because for I've been doing this for so long. Sorry if you guys can hear the dog barking. Um, I've been doing this for so long, but so many people still don't know what I do. I'm like, how do people not know what I do? And finally, I did this video shoot for myself where I did like 44 videos in one setting. I found all these different scripts from different people. I wrote scripts. I did chat GTP scripts, like just came up with all these con- this content. I did a shoot, one video right after the next for two hours, and I had 40 videos that I could post out. And I started dripping those out. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, mm-hmm. wherever, you'll see these little reels where I drop value. I say tips. I say little tricks and whatever. And I'm never asking for anything. I'm not saying DM me or call me or whatever. I'm just adding value to my audience. And then my phone started ringing. And then my calendar started getting booked up. And then people understood what I was doing. So it was a huge lesson to me because I'm like, I literally positioned myself as an expert, even though I already was an expert, in my space by putting out these videos. And not only that, I signed my biggest client who came to me not through referral or any other source of knowing me, but through my videos. So it was a huge lesson in the way that I needed to transition videos. And so now I took it one step further. In order to work with me, you have to do videos. So we've created this VIP kind of video experience where it's expensive. you got to do, even to go off and do it yourself. If you go off, you hire a video team and you hire somebody to do scripts or you spend the time to do it yourself. And then you got to pay the editors and then the creative editors and then post it. Like, that's a lot of work. So I mapped it all out and I figured out how much work it is and how much it's going to cost. And I kind of created this whole package experience because it's one thing for me to say, hey, Ross, go shoot videos and then send me the videos. But then you've got to go do it yourself and then you've got to get somebody to edit them and all these things. So I, instead of sending them somebody off and hoping they come back to me for me to post it later, I'm just like, let's knock all of these problems out in one solution. But now I understand that everybody has big budgets, but... You can still whip up a, a tripod. You can still pull out a ring light, stand in front of a window if you don't have a ring light, and do videos on your phone, just like you were doing, Chris, because there's no excuse at this point to not put out video content. Yeah. Um, and I did a whole other series. I just recorded like another 40 videos on Monday that will be coming out, but with a he- heavy emphasis on video and why it's so important. But it positions you as an expert. Um, people get to know, like, and trust you much faster. And I think this is so important in the real estate space when there's so many people and a lot of people are resistant to doing videos or resistant to social media. But like, if there's two real, if think about my generation or even our generation, like I go to social media to find things, right? I go look at people and their, their profiles and see what they're doing and see how busy they are. Like, I'm not looking for a realtor who's always, not always available. I want a busy realtor, right? And so if there's one realtor there and one realtor is not, and maybe even the realtor who's not there sells way more homes, I'm not going to know he's not about him because he's not on social media. Mm-hmm. And I, especially if when there's so many realtors, how is your personality different from others? I may resonate more with Ross and where he's at in his life than I would with a Chris. Like maybe Chris wears too much for me. Maybe Ross is more in the family phase, so I relate to that. So that's another thing is to drip in some family things that are personable so people can have that connection with you. But 
People are not going to get a connection through an open house post or a just listed post. People are going to get that connection with you through your videos at three in the morning when they're doing whatever, two in the afternoon, 12 in the afternoon, and you're off showing a house. So mm. I'll get off my, my stage. Yeah, I like it. I think that's great. And, and and I relate with so much what you're saying, because how, how often do, does the typical realtor, I know I've done it myself. Like I am yeah. totally guilty as charged on this, where I go, you know, welcome to one, two, three, five with three beds, two baths, you know, any info, please contact me today. And uh, right. that post has its place, but, it does, the, but the, you know, oh, this is what rates are doing. And this is, it's so much just, yeah. well, what do I do with this information? That, and a lot yeah. of people feel that way, right? And I hear that in what you're saying. It's like, how about just giving value added information yeah. that then the consumer can say, oh my God, I actually just learned something that I can apply rather right. than going for the ask. It's a, a true way to yeah. build relationship is what I'm hearing you say, but yeah, doing it digitally absolutely. without having that back and forth conversation. Yeah. 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 You just, I mean, it gives you airtime without your actual physical time. Like, we're having this conversation now, but people get to go back and watch it earlier. And we don't have to have the conversation again. We've already had it once. Now people can go back and watch it. And that's the same concept with videos. Like answer the question one time and post it out there. Yeah. So Bridget, I'm sure you follow Gary V. You have to follow Gary Vee. I actually v. don't like Gary V. I don't resonate okay, with so this. Okay, so this question is going to be... Yeah, okay, then this is going to be a perfect question for you as a, right. as a social media marketer. <laughs> One of his biggest, you know, ideas and thoughts that he'll say all the time is just content over quality. Now, for the listener that's sitting here, I know you said, hey, you got an iPhone, you know, you can just do that. Yeah. And I and I actually fully agree with that, because let's yeah. face it, the iPhone and the Androids of today, I mean, they're taking yeah. better videos than the professional cameras were five years ago, right? Yeah. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Like, if there's somebody listening right now that's like, well, I hear what you're saying, Bridget, but I just yeah. don't have a quality camera. Is that an excuse or do we need to focus more on the message? Here's, I love this question and I'm, I'm ready to answer it. So, <laughs> so if you don't, if, if you don't have a high quality camera, use your phone. I used my phone for years and I still do. If it's a real quick, whip it up, do a quick message. I will use my phone. I am using a professional cameraman in this whole system because that's what I'm selling, right? If you're selling really high-end luxury real estate, your videos better damn reflect a very high level of quality um, and be very sharp and clean because that's what that you're appealing to. If you're the next, like the countryman next door, dude, do a video in your tractor, do a video in your truck, like keep it casual and relatable to your audience, but it's not an excuse anymore. Because two things, if you are super curated and professional and look really put together, people put dollar signs with that. And I'm fine with people putting dollar signs on my stuff because there are dollar signs with that. But if you, but people also appreciate Bridget showing up with her hat on backwards and showing up in her stories at her kids track meet because that makes her relatable and brings her down to this personable level. So people also love the authentic, the home, you know, the, the casual aspect of it because it gives you that relatable, authentic vibe too. So there's nothing wrong with posting a video from your phone if the quality's not up to cinematic quality when you're not trying to be that and you don't need to be that. For sure. Heck yeah. So basically no excuses. You can get there's it done. No yeah. No. Yeah. There's yeah. no excuse. You can totally Heck put yeah. out value content. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Heck yeah. Just can't use a Polaroid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Shake it. To... Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Those are not going to work, people. We're just going to make sure anymore. you're very clear. If you're listening to this, the digital marketing class 101, no Polaroids. Get a digital camera. Get a digital camera. Awesome. 
So let's talk about a couple of things then for the beginner, the starter. I mean, you're at different levels here. You got people that are just yeah. starting. Like I said, no excuses. We got that figured out. So no bullshit, no excuses, everybody. Stop whining about it. Just freaking go out and do it. If you want to start it, go start it. Truth is, I was so funny. I was just talking to my buddy last night who was, an, he's my SEO guy. Like I've known him for years, a good friend of mine. And I, he's forever and a day been telling me, Chris, man, just start shooting some videos, dude. And start doing this. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And this was probably four or five years ago, right? And he's yeah. like, just shoot some videos. Right? I'm like, ah, I procrastinated, procrastinated, procrastinated. And my point is I didn't do it, right? Every excuse in the world. So if you're listening in there right now, and that's the same thing, you're telling yourself excuses of why you can't mm-hmm. do this, can't do that. I was that person. And then this year I was like, oh, fuck, I'm done. Shit, enough, enough of this. I need to just do this. And I did. So I started yeah. January 1 and I'm just going to start shooting videos. And I do. And I was like, he says, well, how many are you doing? I'm like, do I do one every day? I do one five days a week, like Monday through yeah. Friday. I take off Saturday and Sunday. But so five days a week. So that's 20 videos yeah. a month. He's like, dude, five, five videos a, a, a freaking month would be good for somebody. But five <laughs> right. videos exactly. a week. So anyways, yeah. it's become a routine now. Now it's like, it's easier for me. I figured it out and I got my little, my niche of what I do. Yeah. But so let's exactly. just talk for those who are listening. Where does somebody want to begin? What would be some good content? Because I think that's the hardest part, right? People have yeah. a, a block with content. Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to talk about? What yeah. would you suggest would be good content? to start off with, or is there even a, a thing? Um, yes, there is a thing. So I would say to definitely stay within your niche, like niche, 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 whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if you're in real estate, we'll just use real estate, for example, since that's the primary um, followers you guys have. If you're in real estate, it makes sense to talk about real estate things, right? You can also deviate a little bit and talk about business in general and mindset and some things like that that are applicable to running your own business. Um, but be mindful of like, who is your audience and who are you trying to help and serve? Um, so that's first and foremost. But the other part, when you're sitting there with a, a block of like, what do I even talk about? Um, most of us who are business owners or in this space, if you call somebody and say, hey, what could you get on stage right now and talk about something for 20 minutes, <laughs> Bridget, um, could you show up and you can talk about something on your topic, right? So that's one aspect. Think about what can you talk about for like 20 minutes without any preparation and just showing up. If you're a real estate expert, I sure hope you can show up and talk about real estate for 20 minutes, but we don't need 20 minutes of content. So what is like five questions that you get asked? What is the process that you can take people? How are you different? Why are you in real estate? And just start answering some of those questions and videos can be 60 seconds or less. Like think about the length and time you're spending watching videos and how short that is. Mm. and your your content doesn't have to be really long. I like that. That's really, that's a good yeah. point too, because it, let's face it, as we're scrolling, I mean, I'll maybe spend three, four seconds on a video and unless it really captivates me, right. I'm on to the next. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, kind of realize too, like, hey, not everyone's going to want to listen to a minute and, and 30 okay. long. Yeah, 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 that's good. No, I actually- pause this for a second? Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna go get the baby off the bed before she falls. Okay, go for it. Yeah, hey, mom, mom from mom mode, mom, mom mode, mom mode. That's See, right. she's she's versatile. This girl goes from being a Wonder Woman to mom mode instantly. She brought up a great point too, even before she left. You know, when she said, "Hey, you have to be able to be in a space where you can be called the last minute, talk for 20 minutes about something, and then be able to be a pro at that." And I mean, to Bridget's point, we literally called her, hey, Bridget, we're looking right. for a guest. Can you get on and talk? And boom, she was Absolutely. here and she's she's given us the knowledge. Yeah. I know, right? Drop the baby's probably going to join the podcast in a little bit, but. That's all right. That's all no, right. No, it's, it's being versatile and being, being flexible. But again, no yeah. limitations, no excuses. Being able to, and if you know your craft, 
Like, you know your craft. When you know your craft, yeah. like, I'm that person. You can put me on stage and I can talk about real estate for days yeah. and I'll put me on any topic. Yeah. And the other thing I would say too, because people are like, oh, everybody already knows that. No, everybody doesn't already know that. You mm. didn't know that. You weren't, we weren't born with this collective library. Like I can learn something from everybody. So don't be afraid to be like the first time home buyer or just don't be afraid to be, here's what I'll tell people. And this is coming out in one of my videos. There's three types of people in the world. One will love you no matter what you do. One's going to hate you no matter what you do. And the other ones don't give a shit. So just do it. Yeah. Totally. Yep. That kind of falls right in line with, you know, my horrible, crappy, shitty videos that are done every day are going to beat your non-existing videos exactly. every day, you know? So it's not even sometimes about being the quality and the best. It's about just being consistent, being out there and just not stopping. Consistency right? over quality for sure. Okay. I agree. And I think I that goes hand in hand with everything in life, right? The yeah. success is reached by consistency, not quality. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hear. So that's awesome. Bridget, again, we appreciate you. And this is a last minute thing jumping on there. Um, we love your digital marketing piece there. Giving some people some advice on some ideas, yeah. um, content. And, you know, if they wanted to connect with you um, on this digital marketing piece that you have now, these yeah. courses or training, what, where could they reach you at? Where could they find you at? Um, yeah, they can follow me on social media, all the platforms that Bridget Therese Romo. Bridget Therese Romo. I'm going to say type just Bridget Romo, they'll find me. Yeah, Bridget Romo. So she's a great piece there to add value. She does a lot of training. She does some sessions. She does some coaching. She's now also doing, taking your videos and helping you build them all out. So she'll yeah. take like full concierge and take your stuff and do it for you too. Yeah. You. you show up to the shoot and that's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Take, yeah. That's, a, that's a lot of work though, extensively. So there's a lot of systems built into that, that you've had to have yeah. built out. Right. Yeah. I mean, for you to actually put this down where you bring a person sit them in there, they take a, a video shoot of something and then you're like, all right, thank you, bye-bye. And you take everything and run it through an entire process. Yeah. Is that something that's done like for a long period of time? They buy into a contract? Is it like, how's that? Um, right now I'm doing three month contracts because really the heavy lifting is just that first month. So it doesn't make sense for me to charge you a ton of money the first month and then a little bit the second. Mm. So I've just rolled it into a price that I've split it up over three months. So I do it in three month contracts essentially so once three months is up then we do the video shoot process again you sign the next three months and just kind of rinse wash rinse and repeat yeah um okay so that way it's like we're coming up with fresh content every three months um we and really you we plan the shootout we plan the scripts you show up we run through it and of course there's some planning with you involved in the beginning of this um and then we take it we send it to post-production the post-production the the man account manager works with the editor to make sure it's right. We probably send one out for you to your approval, make sure it's on brand, make sure it's on point. And then once you've approved everything, we just take it and we start scheduling now and pushing it out to all your platforms for the next 60 days. And then we schedule our next shoot and we do it again. It's a great resource, honest to God. I mean, cause let's face it for a lot of people who don't have the time to, to yeah. pour into the video, to edit, to set up the content. I mean, it really yeah, exactly. is a massive benefit for anyone's business yeah. that's looking to grow, yeah. especially so the leverage. Yeah. It's, at this point I've tailored it for more of the high, the high producing person that like, you, you, you know, they're flying around. They have no time for anybody or anything because they're so busy. Mm -hmm. It's kind of for the person who had no time to do it. So, and it's geared more towards like professional services, like a, I, you know, a top producing real estate agent, or a, I have personal injury attorneys or just that high level of service where they're still the face of the brand, but they ain't got time to be doing videos every day or even every week. So, for sure. That was the concept. It's the concept has really come out of this 
need that I see, but also in a way to elevate my brand to be able to provide. I would rather provide quality over quantity and in my service space. Yep. There's always a there's always a balance here, right? Um, so instead of taking on a whole bunch of people and posting plain boring graphics, I'm like let's let's tailor this down and give people what they really need to be successful on social media, and let's provide everything from A to Z so they don't have to worry about it. And then hopefully they stay with us for a long time. That's the plan, right? So this might be a question you might not have a real answer for, because maybe there is not one, but what does the timeline look for somebody that starts doing these things, videos constantly, to where you start to see a return on people actually coming to you? I'm uh, to coming to me or for the, the videos well, to start kicking in. Yeah, right. Videos start kicking in where people see the, the marketing part of it, you know, where you start yeah. to become, um, the like, I don't, yeah, in the space where people are like, oh, I know you and I, I know would you. say it, it from my personal experience and even from some of my clients, um, three at least a minimum of three months for sure. Um, and then, you know, three to six months is probably the point where it picked up even more traction. And I've noticed this with even my real, um, not real estate, my personal injury client, because I'm doing some of working with some of the other vendors. They'll get on and be like, oh my gosh, we're seeing these videos everywhere. Or we did an event and he kind of has his brand where he wears a white shirt and a red tie. He was wearing a t-shirt and then he changed into his red tie and white shirt for um, a, sh- a little shoot we were going to do. And all of a sudden everybody recognized him. So it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, there's Brian, it's Skip Brian. And so there's, it takes time. And then if you stop, well, where the hell did Brian go? Where the heck yeah. did Brian go? So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, drugs. You got to keep it up. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, I always kind of compare it to, uh, yeah, true. I always compare it like back in the day when we had our favorite TV show, right? I don't know if you had a favorite TV show coming yeah, on every, every week. Like, oh, we're right in front of the TV. Like, it's, oh my God, five minutes, the TV show's on. Yeah. You're like ready and exactly. waiting for your TV show. Yeah. What happened when that TV show came like, oh, sorry, TV show's yeah. on this week. You're all, what the, where's my show Maybe at? You find somebody else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and then you just attach yourself to inconsistency too, and that's yeah. not good for a brand at all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, Love again, it. we'll let you do your thing, Bridget. I appreciate you coming in, improv for us. Um, always, uh, again, appreciate you tremendously. And for those out there listening, again, uh, our regular followers, we appreciate you listening and tuning in week after week. Hoping we're adding value to you and your business. And for you newcomers that have just joined us, well, hi there. Hey, you newcomers that have just joined us, we hope that we are bringing added value to you guys. This is something we do every week, and we're excited to bring hot and amazing up-to-date content to you and your field. So until next week, y'all have an amazing week.